two finale of Abbott Elementary Season 2, Episode 22, Franklin Institute, is over. But class is back in session for the last time this season here at Abbott Elementary, a post-show recap. It's me, Chappelle, and for the last time, like I said, for this season and for the foreseeable future, at least while this writer strike is going on, uh, we are back to talk about Abbott Elementary. And with me, of course, one more time, is Principal Gia Worthy. Principal Gia Worthy, what's up? Wait a minute, Chappelle. Did you hear that bell? Mm-mm. Did you? No, no, no. Did you hear the bell? No, nope, no bell. No. <laughs> Look at that. We got two bells in a day. <laughs> what, a great, what a great occurrence. And you know what? It is perfect to talk about this on such a special occasion because we have made it. We got to the end of season two. Chappelle, I am not okay. I am like not okay with everything that has been presented to us, all of this new knowledge, there is a lot to take in. And I'm not just talking about Ava's fantastic uh, perception on the likelihood of aliens being amongst us now, but I am also talking about everything we now know about the current standings of uh, Janine and Gregory. Yeah. That's the big headline here is that uh, we've been doing the will they, won't they for a very long time. And then we got an answer to our question for at least for the moment. Um, it looked like they were going to do the will they. And by the end of the episode, we did get a lot of won't they energy from uh, our two, uh, or I guess what would be our favorite couple if they ever grew the hell up and just got together. Um, so, yeah, not to bear the lead at all, but let's, we could just talk about it. Gia. The episode leaves us in a situation where uh, Gregory and Janine are friends? Question mark. Question mark. Yeah. Because, like, they – it's different now. It's different. They have both admitted that they like each other, but it's just not the right time now, I suppose, because Maurice ruined everything, as he is wont to do. Mm -hmm. But – yeah, and then now we're just kind of in this awkward period where they need to have Jacob as a buffer for them to hang out. And I don't know what where this is going to lead now, but I have so many questions. Yeah, me too. And I've seen some mixed reviews online about how people felt about the finale. Some people say it didn't give them enough. Some people say, well, it just kind of left them like uh, hanging a little too much. And I, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily agree with that all the way, but I... I would like more, you know, I'm used to, uh, you know, knowing that we're going to come back very quickly and resolve some things or to explore some different um, storylines. But Gia, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, there is a writer strike going on and I've seen the Abbott Elementary writers specifically picketing and uh, protesting. So there might be a while before we get any resolutions to the things that we saw in the episode. I know. And I, it's really nice to see that there are some of the actors from Abbott Elementary that have joined the picket line. I don't know if you, Chappelle, have seen anyone specifically, but I just saw a video with Lisa Ann Walter in there. Uh, Quinta Brunson is a part of the WGA. Some of my favorite writers from A Black Lady Sketch Show are in the writer's strike as well. That's not specifically Abbott Elementary related, but Quinta was in the first season. So mm-hmm. I am very excited to see that it's not the just this big divide between the writers and the actors here, but I, I don't know. And I support the writers. I think that they have every right to be on the writer's strike but now there's also the part of me that's like what does this mean for Abbott Elementary season three 
Yeah. And what does this mean for us? Because we know that if Abbott comes back, we will be back to deliver some good commentary and some recaps for the listeners here on Post Show Recaps. But if we don't know when we're coming back, then we're just going to have to uh, wait. This might be the longest summer uh, vacation from school ever, Gia. I got, I mean, other than COVID, but yeah, other than COVID, know, that's yeah. a, but that's too real, too real for life, you know, mm-hmm. too it's real. Like too, yeah. Too much, too much, okay. too soon. All of those <laughs> things. Definitely but, too soon. Definitely too soon. But also I just, I don't know what to think about it in terms of like the writer's strike in general about like how long this could wait for us. But then also like Chappelle, are we on strike now? Technically, like we are as a result, like not striking from podcasting altogether, but like Mm -hmm. we are in turn like part of the writer's strike, I presume. Is that how it works? We're like grandfathered in. You know, I didn't think about it before, but now that you mention it, I I do like to be a part of a movement. I I love a good protest as well. And uh, this makes me feel like I'm special like them, you know. Uh, so although they are the ones doing the big protesting and they're not writing and they're fighting for their uh, fair wages, um, we will stand in solidarity with them. And we won't talk about Abbott Elementary again until Abbott Elementary comes back. And that means the writer's strike will be over. And so uh, that is when the next time you will hear G and I talk about this show because we stand with the WGA writers, you know. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? We're both really good at coming to an occasion late. So mm-hmm. this is this is perfect. You know, we are we are exactly where we need to be in the writer strike movement. Right. We actually started striking earlier and then we had to we realized we had to come back and, and do the finale podcast. So thank y'all for waiting for us and bearing with us as we kind of got our lives together in these last couple of weeks. Gia and I are both educators and uh the the end of the school year is busy. Uh AF to say the least. And so uh, we are happy to be back talking about Abbott Elementary. But um, Gia, it's time. We have to jump into this episode. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. So we will be back right after this break to talk about uh, this finale of season two right after this. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Okay, so we already talked about the big storyline from the beginning, but I do want to take it back to the uh, this top of the episode and just kind of go through it like we normally do. Uh, this episode starts with Gregory getting invited to Baltimore to help his dad with his landscaping uh, company. And no, he was not planning on assassinating another Black community leader like Tina Marie. Uh, Mr. Johnson, for some reason, feels like Gregory is in the FBI. And I don't know, Gia, he might be onto something. I cannot discount it not just because mr johnson has you know like 
just is just the wisest, most well-adjusted member of this cast. Mm-hmm. However, you know, he might be onto something, especially since he has finally been the one to bring up that Gregory is in fact a Nepo baby. And you know, Nepo babies have uh, been struggling recently. They have been fighting in the trenches, but you know, it's kind it's kind of deserved, I would say, personally. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe Gregory doesn't like that he's being called out like this. Probably not. Uh, but Mr. Johnson, he and Gregory have something in common. Mr. Johnson wants to work in the landscaping industry, but like you said, Gregory's a nepo baby, so because he got grandfathered in or fathered in, I guess is what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mr. Johnson would like to uh to show off his foraging skills, and he's a master forager uh, who specializes in mushrooms. And to that, I say, you go, Mr. Johnson. Um, I support the arts. It's. <laughs> it's- <laughs> I too support the arts. It seems like, you know, it doesn't seem like it would go together with the Eddie family landscaping company. However, you know, maybe that's just what they're missing. This might be exactly what Sergeant General Mr. Eddie needs in his company. Yeah, Mr. Johnson probably needs to just take a trip to Baltimore and sort some things out. So we get Janine and Gregory talking about um, their their packing for the overnight trip to the Franklin Institute. And I just want to say that it warms the black boy joy in my heart to see Gregory acknowledging the do-rag is absolutely necessary for this trip. Like, I, I felt so seen, Gia. We don't get, we didn't used to get that kind of content on TV, not on network television. No, no, but Chappelle, we got do-rags, we got mm-hmm. bonnets, we got head wraps, we got silk presses, we got uh, what was it, the sleep apnea machine, like there's <laughs> just squ- so many corners of the community have been represented in this one episode and it is, oh my god, it warms my heart to see it, but yes, the fact that he acknowledged that some type of hair protective gear, some Whatever whatever works for you best is essential for an overnight trip like this. Yeah, and it's uh, Janine's favorite museum. And so this will be their first sleepover together. Not like, you know, sleeping together, but their, their first sleepover in the same place that uh, separately, obviously, but together. So you can pick up that it's kind of still awkward between the two of them. And uh, they have been paired together by Ava as group buddies. And so... Um, They've been getting closer. Now they have this overnight trip and it does seem like the chemistry is building here because we even see that Gregory has watched night at the museum for Janine just because he says he takes all her recommendations seriously uh, because he wants to know why she likes what she likes. Gia, how does this episode not end on a good note? What's going on? Chappelle, tell me you did not like squeal just a little bit when you heard him say that line. I wrote it down. I'm using that, right? Yes. I, I, what? I'm putting that in my Twitter bio or something. That That's gold. If you he, should if it, put that in your Twitter. Yeah. You if he meant it, in- it's real. But if he didn't mean it, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Toxic King. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Stop. They're, they're, the reality TV world is having a lot of uh, Toxic Kings in their prime right now. And... And I'm living. Chappelle, this might be my time to start applying for reality television. Yes, live yes. your truth, Gia. Yes, yes, in my toxic era. But mm-hmm. I agree. I think this was so sweet. And it just seems like this was going in such a good direction, which of course meant that I should have known better for how it was going to end. But I was still very excited at this point until Maurice came and ruined everything. 
Right. And uh, yeah, the kids are waiting outside for the bus with Janine and Maurice walks up on them randomly. He said he walked past Abbott, assuming that Janine would be inside, which is probably a safe assumption. uh, But it does seem like he's not okay with her currently or the state of their relationship or how it ended, because if he's trying to get past there, hoping she's inside, that means he's avoiding her. But she stops him to apologize. And he says he was told not to pursue her by Gregory. And so she has nothing to be apologizing for because Gregory warned him and he did it anyway because he was in his selfish era. And so is Janine. But this catches Janine off guard. She does not agree that she is in her selfish area era. I'm sorry. And uh, Maurice says, well, it must be normal for you then to invite a guy to his favorite restaurant just to break up with him for his friend who he kissed but didn't actually date in front of his friend. Um, And so, Gia, weigh in. Who is correct in this moment? Okay, first of all, it must be said, Maurice invited Janine to Bone Mm -hmm. Town, okay? Like, roll the tapes back. It is there. That was a Maurice thing. She is just a victim of circumstance in that situation, So I would just like to have the record show that Janine was not the one that invited Maurice to Bone Town. Mm -hmm. I digress on the rest, though. Like, the rest is definitely Janine and Gregory's fault because, like, whether or not they were dating, I'm still not completely sure because it seems to go back and forth between their dating and then also, like, Oh, we're, it's like a situationship, which are, it's not mm-hmm. the same thing, I would like to say. It is not the same thing. But then, like, you probably still shouldn't be kissing the per- mm-hmm. your situationship's bestie. So I don't know. It's a lot. Maybe, maybe everyone's a little bit wrong. Mm-hmm. You see Gia supporting women's rights and wrongs here, uh, per usual, on this podcast. I am nothing if not a feminist, you know? Like, this, <laughs> like... We want equal equal opportunity for women, and that is includes equal opportunity to be in their toxic era. Right. And I, too, am a feminist. That's why I let women pay for everything. So we As see, you should. Yeah. So we see Gregory ear hustling from a distance, uh, trying to hear what Janine and Mo are talking about. And he completely ignores a parent who is adamantly trying to explain that her son is a fake sleeper. Uh, he'll pretend to be asleep, but he is not asleep. And Gregory misses all of this. In this moment, Gia, I wasn't paying attention to this little storyline, but when that kid and uh, his fake sleeping comes back up at the end of the episode, it was perfect. It was perfect timing uh, because Gregory is not tapped in right now. He's too distracted by Janine and Mo. That I don't even know this child's name, but he was a little bit of a star here. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever had to deal with a fake sleeper, like family members or anything like that? Gia, it's me. I'm the fake sleeper. You are the fake sleeper. I'm the fake sleeper. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's me. I, you were, ju- you were just born in your toxic era. Oh, my I God. I really was. When I, I was just, I've always been like a, like a busy person. You know, I like to t- be up and around and talking to people. And nap time in kindergarten sucked because I was like, what? Sleep? <laughs> For why? Now, don't get me wrong. Now, I will fall asleep standing up. Uh, I have no issue going to sleep. I can sleep anywhere, literally anywhere, and with my eyes open if I need to. But when I was younger, I was a fake sleeper. I had to know what was going on. I needed to be in the room. And if something like this, where Janine and Gregory are having drama, even if I'm a little kid, I need to hear about it. So there's no way I can't relate to this kid. Um, But Gregory really should be paying more attention to him because it's going to come back to bite him a little bit later. Um, So Janine looks visibly shook. 
at this idea that she could be selfish. The um, Maurice ends up telling her that he had to think about how he's been dealing with the women in his life. There's a woman he's currently ghosting. Uh, she thinks he's dead, but he's now inspired to send her a text because he doesn't want to hurt her like Janine hurt him. Again, relatable content here, Gia. But um, again, when it comes to Janine's selfishness, she's taking this very hard. Gia, should she be internalizing this like this? No. I mean, like, I think we Janine and just society as a whole needs to step away from the fact that women being selfish is not automatically a bad thing. It does not make them a bad person. Janine is just not as, you know equipped as I am to embrace like such a selfish era and whatnot which is not her fault you know like that's that's how she was brought up she she dealt with a lot she's been dealing with a lot she's got a lot Mm -hmm. going on right now but women being selfish is not a bad thing as we see later when Janine is asking first of all Janine, I don't know what answer you expected from Ava other than hell yeah what she was asking if she was selfish but yeah Mm. like Ava is a perfect example of it. If you are not hurting anyone with your selfishness, then what is the problem with just taking care of yourself? Because, like, men do it all the time. So now, should Janine and Gregory have kissed during the conference or whatever, which was a stupid conference because who does a conference on a weekend? Mm -hmm. Like, probably not. But she's she's still working it out. She hasn't been selfish for very long. No, she's new to this. She ain't true to this like you and I are. But yeah, no, we're like born and bred to be selfish. But like that's that's not the life for everybody. Exactly. And so from this moment on throughout the episode, things are icy between her and Gregory. I felt this because for some reason, the women in my life would just rather give the silent treatment to me instead of just saying what's on their mind. Um, And Janine just reverts to that this like idea that something's really bothering her and rather than just say the words out loud she just wants to ignore the person who wants to be there for her uh gia how do you feel about how janine is handling the situation because she completely shuts down and we see that this is the episode where gregory finally decides to make his move i hate these two so much right now so much because yes like they are on my last nerve because There is absolutely no reason you're not going to resolve anything by just avoiding Gregory, Janine, like Mm -hmm. grow up. What the hell are you doing here? Like, come on now. And you're in, you are literally in the same exhibit overnight. I just don't know what she was expecting would happen by her blatantly ignoring him and not responding to any of his little quips or whatever. But then Gregory doesn't even ask her what's wrong at any point. He just like keeps trying to bother her without getting any direct answers. And these two are just like terrible at communication. They need to work on that separately, which is a completely different issue from what is going on in this episode. But these two are like, these two are a mess, a mess. And it could be resolved so quickly if they were both just upfront within like five minutes of the episode. Yeah, uh, they could have stopped this very quickly. But, um, you know, Janine is being icy here. And uh, she barely even acknowledges the cutest thing that I've ever seen on network television, where this little girl walks up to her doing the train song. And she took a chicka, chicka, chicka. And then she gives her a free hug. And she says, Mr. Eddie taught me that song, you know. And I was shocked that Janine doesn't even loosen up a little bit. Gia, why is she so heartless? Answer that question for me. Why is this woman so cold? 
I don't know. And like, what did the little girl do? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. What did what, she do? What? She's just an innocent bystander in all of you and Gregory's mess. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you what are you two doing? You're just crushing the dreams of this little girl and not recognizing her for the adorableness that she is bringing to our screens. Like, I don't even want kids, but like that made me want kids for like a brief second. Like before before I snap back to normal. It was like, oh, and then, you know, like cut that out but mm-hmm. still nope. it was very cute very cute she deserved better i don't know what her name is but she knows who she is she does and i went through the same range of emotions i was like do i want kids and by the by the next scene i saw another child and was like absolutely not we're not doing this yeah so gregory ends up approaching janine to see what's up because that was jarring to him uh so in his defense Gia, he does go to her and say hey i just sent the cutest thing ever to you and you didn't even react is everything okay she's like i'm fine I'm fine. Is it okay. I have PTSD from this, Gia. I've seen this before. This is, I'm sorry. This is the worst thing you can possibly do to me. Like, if you want to get me to be pissed off, like, in record time, give me the silent treatment. It's literally the worst thing in the world. I hated this. Yeah. That's, no, it, it is horrible. You have to be, I, I, I like to explain it to people. You have to be so direct with me. If you are unhappy, say, I am unhappy. If you don't, there, Do not be intimidated to just say, I am not happy with this. And I will absorb that and I will take it in and we can work it out. But if you give me the silent treatment, I'm going to start spinning, you know, the ideas in my head about what could have been wrong. And then I'm probably going to internalize that. And then at some point, I'm going to resent you for it because I would like to fix this and you don't. Uh, and so... Yeah, this is bad. And so I was kind of fed up with Janine this whole episode. Um, but uh Gregory ends up telling her that his dad wants her to go wants him to go to Baltimore for the summer. So this is Gregory trying his little player move. He's like, you know, uh, my dad wants me to go to Baltimore, but if there's anybody, any, you know, teachers who might want me to stay here this summer, and Baltimore's only an hour away, so even if I go, I can still come back. But you know, but that's neither here nor there. If I if there's a reason for me to stay in Philly this summer, you know, I just waiting on somebody to say anything. And Janine's like, no, you should go to Philly. Um, I think that's that's I mean, you should go to Baltimore. That's that's great. Yeah. She completely dismisses him and curves him. And Gia, I'm done. This is the moment. Like, she would never have to worry about me again. I would be done. Yeah, no. They're lucky that, you know, they were in a museum. Because I would have been looking to tip something over at that point. I'm pretty sure everything is bolted down to the floor. But, and I never, never thought I would say this. Especially at such a pivotal moment in this storyline. But thank God for Jacob. Thank (laughs) God. This man is the only one in invested in this story that is coming in with any sense whatsoever where he's finally just like just say it just say how you feel and honestly he needed to have a talking to with janine as well because what what is this girl doing this whole episode right at some point he does need to go talk to janine but we see we do see that he ends up talking to gregory here and we know that jacob is already aware of the crush literally everybody is aware of the crush between uh, janine and gregory but um gregory ends up asking jacob if janine has been acting differently jacob hasn't really been tapped in he's been using all his energy to not go off on mr morden who we know he hates uh and uh gia he has that dog in him so uh mr morden should watch out overnight I'm kind of really sad we did not get to see Mr. Bort in this episode because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what Ava is on right now, but she was very intentional with her pairings, and there was a lot going on with them. Yeah. Um, she did this on purpose. Uh, but did you— She's did just you, like me, for real. 
<laughs> Did you peep uh, Jacob's pajamas in this episode? No, wait. I I literally just rewatched the episode, but I did not look at the pajamas. What was oh, happening I'm about, with them? Oh no, I have to. I literally have to send it to you because you're gonna scream. Okay, give me one second. Copy, and we're gonna put this right here in the streamyard chat. Yes. Yeah, this is necessary. I'm t- I'm telling you, it's so worth it. Necessary uh, viewing. Yeah. Here you go. Check that out. Oh no, that's not even it. Whoop. Check. This out here. Bear with us, people. We're trying to uh, be messy. Um, okay, so while I'm sending this, y'all, um, Jacob is trying to get Gregory to understand that, hey, um, if you maybe open up and talk about your feelings that everybody's aware of. He's basically us, Gia. Jacob can see us. Like, he's at home watching this at the same time we are, but he does not know about the kiss until... You know, Gregory kind of makes yeah. a face, and it's very clear that the two of them have had that moment. And Jacob, you could just see that his body wanted to just explode. Jacob is the voice of the audience. The you know mm-hmm. the ma- the audience that matters, and the audience that matters is us. And oh my god, I was just like same, same Jacob in the moment. I'm just like what, and I hate being left out of the loop of things that are going on with my friends. So this is just like, this is a big moment here because Jacob doesn't even know how far that this has gone at this point. What is Mm -hmm. that on his, that? (laughs) That's uh, our favorite Supreme court justice. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Survivor fan. Um, Yes. Oh my justice. Yes. Yeah, Justice Brown Jackson is on his pants. So, I mean, just when I saw it the first time, I said, who is that black lady on his pajamas? But when I noticed the second time, I said, only Jacob would be able to wear only the Kachanji Brown Jackson Supreme Court yes. pajamas. Court, and Supreme I need- Court Justice Kachanji Brown Jackson, noted Survivor fan. We're going to assume she's a Cerefield stan like the rest of yeah. us. And, mm-hmm. oh my God. I, I mean love it it's perfect it's i'm I'm on etsy pla- looking for them i don't see any other like i need i need them for myself you know oh my god yes yes when yeah. we have the inevitable rhap like uh <laughs> watch party, sleepover? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the podcaster sleepover we need mm-hmm. to have these pajamas yeah they're amazing uh so yeah if y'all if you're listening to this and you didn't catch that please go find the screw the, the steel on the, the internet because it's it's great but yeah, Jacob is in his uh, moments where he is trying to get Gregory to see, uh, like, you know, see logic here. You feel a way. You haven't said that you feel a way. Y'all had a moment, and then y'all didn't talk about it. Now would be a good time to talk about it. Again, I'm telling you, I would have been out on the Janine thing the moment she curved me that last time, but Gregory is persistent. He really feels like he has to say this. Um and he says, uh, Jacob says to them, sometimes I wish the two of you would just kiss and get over with that we see the moment. And now uh, Jacob knows the whole story about the kiss at the PESCO Awards. And um, yeah, he convinces Gregory to go for it. So what do you think about Gregory and Jacob and Jacob as his wingman now? Because he's evolved in this friendship now. This is, you know, the Janine and Gregory relationship at this point like whatever because they made no progress this episode in fact they have made you know one big step forward and then several smaller steps back after by the end of this episode but 
the Jacob is fully invested in the continuation of this relationship and then the happiness of Janine and Gregory, as we all are. However, he has become a confidant for Gregory, particularly regarding his feelings for Janine. And he hasn't had this with anybody yet. He hasn't been able to talk about this with anybody. So it's good to see Jacob get like that role and for Gregory to have another level of trust with him, which is kind of what Jacob has been wanting for a while. And he even got not one, but two bro hugs, one of which was with two arms. Yeah. And it was a long bro hug, that second one. Um, But you're right. Jacob is messy and lives for drama as well and so this is right up his alley he's like oh yeah give me more drama give me more gossip and uh, and tell me all about you and janine he's like living vicariously through them and so we will get back to that storyline but we are going to take a brief ad break here uh and then we will uh touch on some of the smaller storylines before we hit our main event later on right after this Oh, we haven't talked about the rest of the teachers yet. Uh, Melissa is also on this trip, and she doesn't pack a do-rag, but she does pack her Edith Houghton uh, baseball bat named after the first woman to be a scout for the MLB. Uh, She can't sleep without her bat, and Barbara shows up with her suitcase full of what we think at the time is her nighttime regimen, which Melissa points out is why Barbara hasn't aged since before the internet. Gia, do you have an extreme nighttime routine? I am more of a standard cleanser, toner, moisturizer person. It keeps keeps the skin clear without doing too much. Although my eye bags last week were atrocious and I had to do emergency intervention on them with the uh, those little eye patches, the under mm-hmm. eye patches. I did like three of them at different periods during the week and it was a mess, but we're all better for it because I know this is an audio only podcast, but I feel like the viewers could feel when my eye bags are existing. Cause it just brings the whole mood down. Mm-hmm. It makes everything heavy, right? Right. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, is she okay? It's just something. She, she just, something feels off. Something feels off in her voice. And it's like, yeah, she is tired and she looks it. <laughs> it's the eye bags y'all. So there's, there's nothing worse than when you're at a high stress job like a school or a college or some form of education and people within that job are saying you look tired. Of course I look tired, but why are you pointing it out? We should all look tired. Why do right. I look especially tired? Why are you not tired? So uh, there's also a mini storyline with Melissa about a volunteer tour guide who works at the museum. Um And it's basically just Melissa Duncan on this woman the entire episode for not being knowledgeable about Philly. And honestly, Melissa has a point, in my opinion, Gia, because why would you take a job like this and not take the job seriously? Don't get me wrong. There are some jobs you can take and kind of coast through uh, and should be able to phone in. And I really want that for everybody. I want everybody to have a job that they don't have to work really hard for. But people take their cities and history very seriously. And so this woman was in over her head the moment she met Melissa. Yeah, now I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, this is not a job. This woman is doing this for free. She is spreading misinformation for free. For free, which is wild to me. Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) Like, girl, what you got going on at home that you just take museum jobs for free? Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Not I could never. Would never be me. Never been that. Never seen that. Never heard that. (laughs) All of that. 
But anyway, and but I do feel like this is this feels like a lower stakes conversation about a lower stakes example of a larger conversation about like who is telling history and who we are trusting to give that education to people. And Melissa is very passionate about the history of Philly in particular, but especially because like her whole family comes from this area of Philly. And she's very proud of that fact. We've saw it when in season one, they were, uh, Jacob was spreading misinformation about the strike that had happened. And they brought in a strike captain afterwards. Like this is something that she takes very seriously. Mm -hmm. And she did not come to play. She is not taking, uh, she, does not have leeway for anybody, including a volunteer from Westchester, New York. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You're hundred percent correct. How we disseminate this information is very important. This woman is a volunteer. So that means she is not getting paid to do this. She's going up to that museum and giving incorrect information to kids who will then go and share that same incorrect information. And then they're going to think it's true. And it's going to be really hard to change their minds if they've been hearing this since they were a little kid. You know, like they still remember the time they went to the museum. If you can't get correct information at a museum, where the hell could you go? So, you know, um, I thought it right then. Okay. Melissa's probably going to end up slapping this lady, but it doesn't get violent. She just has to remind her over and over again that this ain't what you want. Um, Ava is over here as well and she's looking on as kids are exploring science and this is when she decides as you mentioned earlier to educate the kids as well um she's telling them that there are other galaxies uh in, in you know in the universe and aliens are real and could already be on earth the kids found this very disturbing and uh why she decides to say this in front of barbara's little babies i don't understand Gia but ava clearly hasn't spent a lot of time around little kids because when little kids get scared they don't sleep at all they cry and scream and run and we see that later on in the episode listen it's never too early to educate the children mm-hmm. on the possibilities of the universe that being said perhaps the same telling them this the same night that you are having a school-wide sleepover with them is probably not the best way to process this information just possibly you know, mm-hmm. like it's not it's not the best way to move forward with it. It's probably not the best time to tell kids that aliens are probably here, even though they most definitely are. And uh, yeah, it's just the kids got to know the truth. I'm sorry. Science is heartbreaking sometimes. It, 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 I guess so. I think Gia, my issue is the museum has to be like a top five scariest place to sleep. You know, uh, there is like these um <laughs> caveman mannequins in my mind there and maybe dinosaur bones and and galaxies and aliens and stuff like i don't know how i feel about learning something that could terrify me at a science museum overnight that's that's my issue that is true and uh the the tour guide that was not really a tour guide was saying that you know the plate the area that barbara chose to bring her class to sleep is one of the spookier areas for kids, like in regards of like a exhibit sleepover. So it probably didn't help them at all. But, you know, let's just, this is what Ava does. Did you see the description for this episode? Mm-mm, what did it say? It literally said, it's one sentence. It's like Ava, <laughs> Ava teaches the kids about 
like like the universe or something like that. It's something along the lines of that. Basically, make no mention of Melissa and her whole spiel. Make no mention of Janine and Gregory, even though we all know damn well that's what we were all tuning in for. Just that Ava teaches the children, and this is what we get as a result. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Barbara's kids going and sleeping in the spooky area, um, but that's because Barbara's mini storyline does have to do with her uh, bedtime routine. So as the kids are setting up their sleeping bags to camp on the museum floor, Barbara goes to uh, the volunteer for assistance. She needs to find private quarters so that her and her kids can calm down because Ava has scared the hell out of the kindergartners. Uh, Ava eventually goes to Janine to see if Janine was happy to be paired with her little boyfriend, quote-unquote, Gregory, because obviously this crush is the worst-kept secret in Philadelphia. But Janine is so bothered by the idea that she could be selfish that she turns to Ava for advice. And like you said earlier, Gia, what did she expect Ava to say? I have no idea, but, like, I... Ava is, I would say, fairly self-aware in regards mm-hmm. to who is the number one priority in Ava's life, which is Ava. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what else. Obviously, this is the person you want to get this type of pep talk from. But I don't think Janine was really expecting to get this type of advice from Ava. But, like, what else was she expecting? Like, of course, Ava has been has been called selfish before. Like, her own... There have been people in that very room that have called Ava selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, Ava is very proud of Janine. She's like, yeah, be selfish. Like, uh, treat yourself, queen. You know, um, Ava was proud that Janine went on her vacation, that she stole from her, all that money from her mama, allegedly. And uh, she tells her that as long as she's taking care of herself and making herself happy and not hurting anybody, there isn't anything wrong with being a little selfish. Um, and I don't even think I would consider what Ava is talking about selfish. You know, uh, those specific examples, taking care of yourself, treating yourself. I just think there's a, like a level of self-care that you have to have for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's part of it, as far as I'm concerned. But I, I don't think Janine has really been able to separate that from, like, being selfish at this point. Because when... Before this season, has Janine actually practiced in, like, any form of self-care? Never. And she doesn't – she's probably never been called selfish before in her life either. You know, she's always been taking care of people, whether it was her mom or her sister or Tariq. Uh, so to be called selfish here, uh, she's got whiplash. She can't really bounce back from it. Um, so Gregory tries, again, to pop off this conversation with Janine. But she's so uncomfortable being around him now that she takes her entire class into the galaxy room with Barbara's kids and she tries to scooch in next to them. Jacob goes to Gregory about the progress, you know, with these conversations. And, and Jacob tells him that you should keep trying because everybody knows um, that you like her. So go for it. So Gregory, who should be watching his kids, tiptoes over to Janine to give it another shot. Um, again, do rag on. I was like, yes, Gregory, represent me. But uh, he also takes his eye off the kid that we talked about earlier, who we all know, except Gregory, This we all know this kid loves to fake sleep. So he goes and he asks Janine why things feel different. What's going on? I saw you talking to Maurice, and now you acting funny. What's happening here? And she tries to get him to let it go, but he tells her, point blank, I have feelings for you. I like you. And before they can get into the conversation, the fake kids, <laughs> I mean, the fake sleep kid gets up, 
He spots Barbara with her sleep apnea CPAP mask on and thinks it's an alien. He screams. All the other kids scream. They wake up. There's chaos ensuing. And the conversation has stopped. Gia, at this point in the episode, Gregory, he said it. He said the words. He's done the thing we've been waiting two seasons for him to do. What did you think Janine was going to take from this moment? Because she almost responded before all hell broke loose. Oh, God, I don't even know what I was expecting from Janine's reaction, especially since she has been acting so weird this whole Mm -hmm. episode. So I don't really know what I was expecting. I know she wasn't going to say like, oh, I like you too, until she had time to actually think about it. But finally, someone has made some type of communication progress in this episode, because like you said, Chappelle, we have been waiting for this for so long it feels like forever now and now it's here and like no one knows what to do with it Mm -hmm. it's been two seasons in the making he finally said the words people at home were fist pumping the crowd goes wild but then um the kids go wild too so everything has to stop for a minute melissa and ava show up with her bat um with melissa's bat to go after the alien only to find out that it's barbara and her cpap mask she's been hiding it from everyone and now the kids think she's an alien uh, what a relief. No one to blame for that at all. No one to blame nope. for the kids thinking that aliens were in the vicinity. Nope. Just a misunderstanding. Just a misunderstanding. Nothing that anyone could have prevented whatsoever. So, you know, mm-hmm. good it's to... Above her. Yeah, nope. it's, a, it's above us now. Listen, um, that's, uh, that's in God's hands now. Mm-hmm. But... Barbara is embarrassed because she probably feels a little self-conscious about this change in her life. Uh, Melissa ends up telling her that she's aging with dignity and they end up heading off to go um, rally the kids back together and calm everybody down. Later, Janine tells Gregory that she likes him too, a lot. And they talk about what we already know. Janine was with Tariq, but then Gregory was dating Amber and then they kissed and then she called it a whoopsie. And then he, she started dating. She was dating Maurice and it was a whole thing. And they go back and forth until Gregory admits that he never thought this was a whoopsie. He never thought this was a mistake. Janine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's on it. Look, Gregory came here with a mission, Gia. He's on the, like he's got it. He said, I'm going to just lay it all out on the line. And Janine admits that talking to Mo changed how she felt about herself not gregory and she doesn't want to lose her friend due to her selfishness and she doesn't want to hurt him and this time she says it's off limits this relationship because she selfishly just needs a friend and uh they would have to be all in you know if they decided to go for it they work together they spend all this time together they like each other a lot they would have to be going all in which could lead to some heartbreak and she's just not willing to risk it gia what are we doing here what is the reason i am so confused right now about just like I get it. I get Janine needs to be single for a while and be in her selfish area, like era. Totally get that. But then like, I don't know. Why do you admit all this? Like, what do you even do from here? You just admit your feelings and then go on being friends and acting like none of this stuff ever happened. And they're not good at pretending like things never happened. We have seen proof of that several times. And it has only been two seasons. So I don't know what these two think are going to happen, but I'm sure it's not what they expect. Yeah, no, I am uh, so angry about this because you you air it all out. You finally lay it out all on the line. And then you say, oh, yeah, now that you know, I really, really like you and have liked you since the first time I laid eyes on you. But you can't also like also we can never be. Why would you tell tell me that? What's the uh, the is it the. Uh, 
uncut gems or whatever the Adam Sandler movies. Like, why would you show it to me if I can't have it? Like, why did you do this? You, I don't want this. I don't want to know that you like me and that you're just wandering around the school liking me, but also not wanting me to like you back because you don't want to be with me. Leave me alone. I'm sorry. It's so just, weird. I know, right? At that point, just like keep it to yourself. That's just yeah, you no, know, yeah. If we if we're not gonna do nothing about it, keep it on the playground. Um, but. We can tell Gregory is broken up about all of this. And so this is when he goes and he gets uh bro hug number two with Jake with Jacob. And like you said, it was a long one with two arms. So it meant a lot. Um Barbara calms her kids down and teaches her, teaches the kindergartens that her with a mask on is the same Barbara without a mask on. Like she doesn't transform into the alien. There's nothing to be afraid of. And they finally feel comfortable sleeping without the fear of an alien invasion. On the way out of the museum the next day, we see that volunteer again. She admits that she learned something from Melissa and asked Melissa ever thought about volunteering. And Gia, she's, Melissa sounded exactly like you. Working for free? Sounds ghetto Absolute, to me. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Not on Melissa's watch. Why would you do this? So the exit is awkward for Janine and Gregory. And Janine says to the camera that Gregory is the greatest. And she's just not ready for him. And that's okay. And to that I say... You shouldn't have told him then. You should have left him alone. You should have said, nah, I'm not interested, Gregory. Sorry, you're wrong. And left it alone. But instead, she's dangling the carrot in front of him. And it's got to hurt a little bit. So (laughs) here we are. Everybody's trying to move back to normal. Gregory goes back to his happy place in the garden and says that he's okay too. He's glad he put it out there and he's ready to start something new. What does he mean by that though? Like a new friendship with Janine or is he trying to like, I'm going to move on? I have no idea because, like, does he plan on going to Baltimore for the summer to do the landscaping thing? But then Mr. Johnson kind of decides that he's doing that as well. So I, I and I mean, like, if I'm Mr. Eddie, like, I'm picking Mr. Johnson. I'm picking the the skilled forager mm-hmm. over the Nepo baby, even if it's his Nepo baby. So, you know, that. I, I don't know what the plan is moving forward from here. I don't know what what is Gregory's plan because I don't think he had a plan outside of just c- confessing his feelings to Janine and only to get brutally turned down in probably the worst way. Yeah, this this sucked, honestly. And I, I don't know if he had a plan. Like, I, I think when you shoot your shot, you really don't consider what happens if you miss Especially when it's supposed to be such a uh, like a guaranteed uh, like hit, you know, like it's like we knew that Janine liked him. They've kissed. They, yes. Everybody in the school is pairing them together. They roll their eyes when the two start flirting. It is the most obvious thing in the world. And for him to miss that shot, I know it just broke him up on the inside. So the episode ends up ending with Janine, Jacob, and Gregory walking away as friends. The after school crew is back, baby. Um, and so that's it. That's that is the Janine and Gregory storyline as it stands. We do get a post uh, episode scene where it's uh, Mr. Johnson, like you said, trying to take off his last six weeks of school to go landscaping with Gregory's dad. And Ava tells him no. But Mr. Johnson, he left anyway because he wasn't actually asking Ava's permission. He was just letting her know that he wasn't going to be there. And Gia, I felt seen because when I put in my sick time, my vacation time, I'm not asking for your approval. I'm letting you know that's mm-hmm. the day I'm not coming to work. What does my PTO mean? Prepare the others because I yes. will not be there. Like, exactly. I don't know what I don't know what your plans are when the Survivor finale is going to be there. Like, I don't know what my job is planning on it, but I will not be there. I yeah. will be in New York City personally. Yeah. So 
you know, that is just, I, I did feel seen then, but I think Mr. Johnson represents a lot of people and how they want to conduct themselves in the workplace because, yes, I am not asking for my time being taken off. I am telling you all, you just making you all aware of when I will not be on the premises. Yeah. And uh, I don't know when we will be back on the premises, Gia, because that is the end of season two of Abbott Elementary and there's a writer's strike. Uh, so we ah! will be back whenever Abbott is back, but that is to be determined. Um, I do, I mean, we do have a few questions that this episode left us with. Like, how did Abbott Elementary season two stack up against season one, Gia? Oh, I, so it's hard because I do feel like season one was really strong, but there was only 13 episodes of it, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And this is 22 episodes. So we got a lot more content here. That being said, I do think that there were a ton of really stellar standout episodes. And sometimes the second season cannot live up to the hype of the first season. And that was not the case in Abbott Elementary. So if I'm picking what I prefer, I guess it would be season two. But there's also just so much more content to pick from. But it was yeah. all stellar. Tens across the board. No notes. Um, are there any storylines you foresee us carrying over into the next season? Because it looks like the the Janine and uh, Gregory thing is on ice, at least for the moment. Yes. I would say I'm sure we're going to get more of, even though they're, it seems like they kind of wrapped up the charter school storyline. I'm sure we're going to be getting some other uh, rivalry between Addington and Abbott. Like, I'm sure that will continue to be a thing. I hope that we get more episodes where we see the entire staff, like not just mm-hmm. the core group, obviously more Mr. Johnson, because we just can't get enough of him. But I want to see, like, we we got some really great moments with all of the teachers outside of the core group at Abbott Elementary. We have seen, like, uh moments with the lunch staff we have seen moments with uh the outside you know districts and things like that i would just like to see more of the ensemble cast as a whole because there's some really great dynamics there i would love to see more fleshed out characters like we started to see with some of these other characters here but those were probably my favorite episodes were the ones where we saw got to see moments with the whole school Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, as always, the kids are the real stars here. We love Mm -hmm. the main cast. We love the adults that are working at Abbott Elementary. But the kids are the crowning glory here. So more opportunities for the kids to shine. Yeah. And uh, just a a messy question. Is this the last we hear or see of uh, Maurice? Or like is our... um, as our other guy, um, you know, still going to be lurking in the midst later on in the series. I feel like this is the end of Maurice and Janine as like a really, I don't think there's going to be any getting back together between those two, but I do more than anything kind of just want to see Gregory and Maurice mend their friendship. So I hope we get to see some more opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, and I, I kind of want Janine to date around a little bit, like get, you know, like they said, if you before you get married, you gotta have a lot of cakes. You know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta have a lot of tasting samples. So I I want that for Janine before 
she decides to inevitably go back to Gregory, which, you know, who I'm assuming is going to say that he's done with her and then just not be done with her. Yeah, he's not. A liar. Because all men do is lie. I mean... Uh, it's been a words have never been I spoken. apologize. Hey, I, look, I, I, I own it. <laughs> look, I, I lie about a lot of stuff. I ain't going to lie about that. So, um, Gia, this has been so much fun. Um, we are going to have a hiatus as long as the show is off. We are protesting in solidarity. So in the meantime, tell the people where they can follow you, where they can find you, and where they can get their Gia content because it's not going to be here on Abbott Elementary <laughs> Post or Recap for a little while at least. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ClassicallyGia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. I am, you know, obviously support the writers at the Writers uh, Guild Association. Uh, 100% support the writer strike. I hope that it can end with on a positive note for the WGA sooner rather than later, but as long as it takes, absolutely. And remember, AI cannot write Tyreek's raps. Mm-hmm. Which is the reason why we're here. Like, let's be honest, you know, like just a machine can't do that. They can't create that magic. And we're all better for it. Now, the other thing, what else am I doing? Oh, yeah. So uh, Survivor 44 is nearing the end, but it's not quite done yet. So uh, make sure you follow my season 44 content on silent podcasts on my podcast i don't know about that where we are doing our weekly updates and then also on inside survivor where i'm doing my weekly roundups with my good friend christine palin and for now i don't have much else going on except for the fact that like there are probably going to be some projects coming up once survivor 44 is done and i will definitely be excited for that and if you are around during some of our bryson wendell watch parties you can come find me yeah come find us uh gia thank you so much for uh letting everybody know where they can find you and for going on this abbott journey with me i mean it feels like we've been doing this forever um and so i'm looking forward to um many more episodes to come uh as far as i'm concerned uh you can follow me on twitter at chappelle's underscore show that's uh c-h-a-p-p-e-l-l-s underscore show where i'll be tweeting out the links to whatever i'm talking about uh if i can remember to tweet those things out so this week uh i am back on nothing but netflix with rob sesternino i've taken a couple weeks off because i've been hella busy and uh life has been lifing and so this week we are back to talk about jewish matchmaking on netflix with akiva and sasha so that's going to be a good time check that out on nothing but netflix uh also here on post show recaps puya and i just finished up season two of bel-air that finale is is over and so uh i will be waiting on the writer strike to end to see if i'll be talking about bel-air in the future you know the writer strike is uh you know I'm, i'm standing in solidarity with all the writers every show really um I'm also uh, talking about Big Brother Canada. You might have caught me talking about Big Brother Canada this week uh, on Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, Some say the audio was bad, but if you managed to make it through, I think I had a good time. And so if you are going to the Big Brother Canada live show uh, next week in Toronto, come holler at me. You should see me there because I will be in attendance. Uh, Also, if you are going to the Survivor Know-It-Alls live show in Toronto, I will be there as well. So uh, check me out. Say hi. Tell me you like Abbott. Please tell us you like Abbott or just keep it to yourself. You know, if you don't like Abbott, uh, you know, shut up. But um, (laughs) but, and then at at the end of the month, of course, like Gia said, uh, we will be at Bryson Wynn Present and we will be there uh, at the same time. So come holler at both of us. 
Uh, and then, I, oh yeah, and then Ariel and I recently wrapped up uh, the month in Grey's Anatomy for the month of April. And so on our podcast series, Grey's Anatomy's Anatomy, Ariel and I took uh, everyone through the last four episodes of Grey's. And then uh, we only have this month left. And then Grey's will also be on hiatus. So a lot of season finales coming up for me. We had the series finale of Snowfall. We finished Swarm. My busy season is about done. But I did want to thank everybody for listening to us because Abbott Elementary is a wrap for now. Uh, we just wanted to tell all you listeners uh, you know, to come holler at us next time because we plan on covering as much Abbott as we can. We hope y'all enjoyed our take on the show and we're hoping to come back for another season. Until then, uh, you know, stay safe keep it real all that good stuff and make sure to hit us up on twitter with your thoughts um so school is officially out here on abbott elementary approach recap talk to you all whenever whenever we come back bye